Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 84. I'm your host, Kathy Belge, and I am a solo woman RVer. I write a blog, and I am also the host of this podcast, all for solo women RVers. And this week on the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, something exciting. I got a new van. And I'm going to talk all about that, how it happened, why it happened, and also give a little bit of an update on my camp hosting job that I just started this week. So those of you who've been following for a while know that I travel in an RV that I call Squeaky. As a matter of fact, the title of this podcast used to be called Travels with Squeaky. And Squeaky is a 2000 American cruiser built on a Dodge. And it's a super great RV. I've loved it. It's my first RV that I've ever owned. I've had it for about five years now. And I've just really grown to love this thing. However, the past two, three years, it's been breaking down more and more. Um, last year, my famous breakdown was in Yellowstone National Park, where I had to uh, kind of limp my way back to Portland from Yellowstone Park and get a new transmission. And then when I was in town getting the transmission fixed, the power steering went out, so I had to get that fixed. And then a little bit later on down the season, my fuel pump went out and I had to have that replaced. So the van is 24 years old. There's a lot going on. I have this amazing camp hosting job this summer where I'm not gonna have to drive that much. So I was really hoping that I was going to be able to get another season out of it. However, I think the universe had other plans. So um, as those of you who listen know, I am not a full-time RVer. I do have a home that I live in and I rent this home out to help fund some of my RV travels. And this year I had some renters moving in and I had about 10 days between when my, I had to be out of my house and when I had to start up at my camp hosting job. I had taken Squeaky into the RV place. I had some screens put in, some windows that didn't have them. I um, asked to have a window that was leaking repaired, which they never did repair, and I ended up having to just seal it all back up again. Um, and I had service done on my generator and on all of my propane systems, just getting ready for the season. You know, I, I wanted to make sure everything was in good shape because I knew that I was gonna be living out of this van for the next um, six months. I was really looking forward to another season in Squeaky. Um, there's some really cool things about my van that are kind of unique. One is it has this rear entry that you don't see with a lot of vans. 
and um, and it's got all wood cabinets. So I got my cabinets all polished up. I bought new fixtures for them. I had a, a couple of new curtains that I was going to install. You know, just trying to make it feel really homey. Now, normally before I head out on a uh, to go camp hosting, I like to have a couple of shakedown trips. But this year I wasn't able to do that. And one of the primary reasons was, was because I kept having to take it back into this RV shop to try to get this leaky window fix, which I mentioned they never did fix it. And I ended up just sealing it back up again so that it, you know, doesn't open, but at least it doesn't leak. Um, and so when I was getting ready to leave my house, I made plans to go hang out with some friends. They own some property about two hours north of my home in Portland. And um, it was like a really hot day. Some things went wrong. I think I talked about it in a previous episode where the house cleaners canceled and the woman who was supposed to do my yard didn't show up. And um, just kind of a lot of things were, weren't working out. And um, so I think I pulled out of Portland around four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday and traffic was terrible and it wasn't driving really well. And so I was kind of concerned about that. Um, but I did get there and um, I had planned to make dinner for my friends that night and I had actually already cooked it. And so I went to turn on the microwave and with my van in order to run the microwave, I have to turn on my generator. Well, I turned the generator on and it kind of started working and then it sputtered and then I turned the microwave on and it just went, it was going in and out of power and eventually just conked out and wouldn't work at all. It would kind of sputter, but it wouldn't stay on. And so I was kind of upset about that because as I had mentioned earlier, that was one of the things that I had just had done on my RV was had the generator serviced. But I tried to ignore it and just have a good time with my friends. It was the weekend. First thing, Mon they left over the weekend and first thing Monday morning, I called the RV place and they were trying to troubleshoot it with me, asked me to start the car engine and then turn on the generator and see if that would help. Well, the generator did start it running and seemed like it was running fine, but that's when I noticed that the check engine light was on. So here I was like two hours away from home. I had, you know, just about a week now till I need to report to my camp hosting job and something's going on with my van and I don't know what it is. I suspected something was going on because it just felt like it wasn't driving well. But um, now I really knew something was going on. So this was on a Monday. And of course, I called around to mechanics and couldn't get in to see anyone. As soon as I could see anyone was on Wednesday. I need to, it's Wednesday and I need to report to my new job on Monday. So I know I can make it through a season or a few months without a generator because the only thing I really use my generator for is the microwave and the air conditioner, but I cannot make it through a season with a van that won't get me up to my job. 
So I start freaking out a little bit, of course, and it is a two hour drive back to Portland now where I need to get back to, to see the mechanic and, um, you know, driving with the check engine light on, I'm scared. It's not driving great. It's, it's makes it though, this little van that could, I swear. Um, I made it to my friend's house where I ended up parking in front of my friend's house, uh, for the two days until I had to bring it into the shop. And let me tell you, you know, I love being a solo RVer, uh, it's very empowering to me and I enjoy a lot of things about it. But those two, that two hour drive back to Portland with that check engine light on, that was definitely a time where I wished I had someone with me, you know, breaking down is no fun uh, at, at any point and especially when you're alone. But luckily I didn't break down. I did make it back and, um, start it now I'm panicking because I have to start this job on Monday and I don't even know if I'm going to have a van you know I ended up um, kind of making a, a a plan b I guess you would call it where I knew that I could get my car and I could drive the hour and a half or so up to where the training was every day stay with a friend and just commute to the training every day if I had to do that um, but I did get it into the shop and what they diagnosed it with, well, first was like carbon on like carbon buildup on the distributor cap. I don't even know what that means, but, um, that's what they initially diagnosed it with. And then once I got in there to work on that, they discovered that one of the cylinders wasn't firing. It's an eight cylinder engine and one of them had gone bad. And they uh, recommended swapping out all eight because the labor was, you know, the parts weren't that much compared to the labor to do something like that. And so they got me back in my van, even though it was only driving on seven cylinders. <laughs> I made it up to the parking lot where we were all parked up to attend our week long training. And, um, yeah, so that was, so I made it up there. But in the meantime, I had, uh, I just was like, what am I going to do if I don't have a van, you know? Um, so I got online and started looking at vans that were for sale. Now, um, I've been super interested in the Travado, the Winnebago Travado. Um, I saw one at an RV show and kind of felt like, oh, this could be my next van. I like the layout of it. And um, it has, a, it's a Winnebago. It's got a pretty good reputation. And people who have them seem to love them. And so I started looking on the RV Trader magazine for ones for sale in my area. They were all like really expensive or also seemed to have um, really high mileage or were were a little bit older than I wanted to spend. So uh, a friend suggested that I start looking, you know, a little further, like, hey, you've got, you've got a few days and um, you could, you know, if there's one in California, like you could fly down to California and drive back or pay someone to drive it or something like that. So I started to expand my reach and um, 
found a couple that were actually in California that looked really good and also were more like in my price range of what I knew I could afford. I guess I also want to um, interject here to point out that I was anticipating that I was going to need a new van. And like I said, I thought I would make it to the end of this season. Um, so I had gone ahead and secured financing um, last year just so that I, uh, that when the van right time came, I knew that I would have the money to buy what I wanted. And uh, the Travado was definitely the thing that I thought I wanted. I even had it up on my vision board. I make like a vision board every year and put a Travado on there this year. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have put Squeaky on there again. But um, anyway, um, I started calling around to some of these vans that were out of state and um, ended up talking to this one guy and... Long story short, it turned out that I had spoken with him last fall, like right around when I broke my foot, when I was in no um, shape to go out van buying. But uh, he was a friend of a friend. And when this friend found out that I was looking to buy a Travato, and she said, my friend is selling one. And so we had just chatted a little bit over Facebook, but um, you know, I didn't take it very far because at that point I really wasn't ready to jump on buying a new van. But um, there it was and I just started talking to him and when he said his name, I'm like, are you friends with so-and-so? And so anyway, that's how I found out um, that this van was owned by somebody that I knew. And um, it was out of state. I think he was in Nevada. And one of the things that also appealed to me about his ad was that he offered to drive it wherever, you know, anywhere within reason. Um, and um, he had also done a lot of upgrades to it. He had put in lithium batteries and solar and some advanced um, technology stuff for connecting to Wi-Fi and stuff like that. That would all be super helpful for me in my travels. So anyway, after talking to him and a couple other people uh, who were also selling Travados, I decided that this was the one for me. He was gonna drive it from Nevada up to me in Portland and I'd fly him back home. And he also had said, you know, if I get there and you change your mind or if there's something about it that doesn't feel right, like, you know, I don't, you know, there's not, nothing was set in stone at that point. No money had been exchanged. Uh, we did have just kind of like an agreement that we wrote up. But, um, but anyway, he came here, he showed up with the van. I was, so he was driving the van up here, the new Travato, while I was in my old van getting my first week of training for my camp hosting job. He showed up on Saturday we exchanged, did the deal. I checked it all out. It looked good. A couple of things here and there that I knew would need to be um, taken care of, but overall in good condition. And um, we went to the bank and did the deal. And I dropped him off at the airport and I was left with the keys to my new van and a day to clean it and take everything out of my old van squeaky and put it in this new van and head up to start my camp hosting job on Monday morning.
So it all worked out. We made the exchange. Um, Squeaky went into the shop, uh, back into the shop to try to get the transmission fixed. I am talking to you now a week and a half later. I've had my new van for a week and a half and Squeaky is still in the shop. It's not fixed. So um, there might be a bigger problem even than the than that um, cylinder that was misfiring. So I feel like I made the right decision by getting a new van. And yet I have to admit, um, I thought I was just going to be in love with it. And I think it's slowly growing on me. But boy, do I miss some of the things about my old van. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about some of those things because, um, yeah, it's something that um, I think I encourage people to do before buying something is to rent it, to try it out. And there's definitely, certainly a lot of Travados out there. I could have rented one to try one out. Um, I definitely was in a short time crunch though. So I think I didn't even get the opportunity necessarily to follow my own advice. But, um, you know, the van that I have, it was kind of a high-end van when it was made in 2000. And so all the cabinetry is made out of oak and everything is really high quality in it. The refrigerator is high quality. Uh, the stove is a pretty good stove. It's just, it's just made out of like, it's meant, it's made to last. And, um, and the Winnebago, you know, it's kind of a, it's more of a mid-level, I guess you would call it, kind of van, RV. And it's made out of things like press board. And it's just not as, you know, high quality as, as the van that I originally had. Um, and some of the things like the drawers, like they fly open when I'm driving. And that's you know, that's no fun when you're in an RV to have your drawers go flying open, especially when you got an animal and they get scared by that noise. Um, and uh, like, oh, for example, uh, the guy that was selling it to me, he was telling me his favorite thing about the van. This is my favorite thing about the van. It was this big screen that covers the, the sliding door. He's like, I can just sit here. I have the screen door open and I'm sitting here and I work and there's a breeze coming in and it's so lovely. And he goes to show me the door, the screen door and the screen door broke right when he went to show it to me. So just some of the stuff and the refrigerator is like, it's got these plastic shelves instead of like the metal shelves that I have in mind. And some of them are a little cracked because it's not, you know, it's not that high quality. But I do have to say, it is sure nice to drive something that I do not have to worry about it breaking down. And there's also some things that now that I'm in it and I've been in it for about a week now, a week and a half, that I do love. The bed is super comfortable. I like having a larger bed. It's about the size of a double bed. And my old um, van had just like a size of smaller than a single bed. Um... I do like having the solar and the lithium batteries. That's something that I never had and I can charge all my devices and just have plenty of power. Even, even though I am in kind of a shady spot at my campsite, there's still getting plenty of power that the batteries never go below like full. Um, they're just getting charged every day. 
it's so much easier to drive. And let's see, I'm still finding out like how to store all my stuff. You know, that's the one of the things about my old van is it just had a crazy amount of storage for a class B. And um, I, you know, when you have that amount of space, you take advantage of it. And so now I'm having to figure out where everything's going to go or what am I going to get rid of. And that's for me is mostly, I think, clothes that I'm going to be parting with. Um, one of the cool things is this job I have, I actually have like a uniform, I guess, that I have to wear. So I, um, I won't be needing as many t-shirts and things as I normally travel with. And Tucker seems to like the van. The, the, it does have one of those big sliding doors, you know, on a van. And that noise tends to scare her. But other than that, she seems to really like it. Um, she likes that she can be on the bed or kind of like under the bed is kind of like a hidden sort of spot. And she likes that. And um, yeah, we're getting used to it. Uh, it's funny because I just thought I was going to be like so in love with it. And I do, I'm starting to like it more and more, but it wasn't like love at first sight, like I thought it was going to be, because this is the van that I had, you know, I had wanted. So I'm missing my old van a little bit, but um, I'm, I think I'm going to get used to this. I think I'm going to end up really loving it. Like I said, there are things about it that I'm already really liking. So um, yeah. That's my van story. So I've got a new van. I was thinking this was going to be a big, exciting announcement. Hey, everybody, I got a new van. And then I was like, when it came, I was kind of like, oh, it's, it's okay. You know, it's not amazing. Yeah, there's part of me that's like wondering like, oh, what would it take to get squeaky to be at the point where I didn't have to worry about it breaking down? you know, but I don't know if that's ever going to be like, it's just, it's almost 25 years old now. And I think things have a lifespan and this van is a 2018. So it's definitely newer and definitely got a lot less miles on it and definitely is going to last a lot longer. Well, that is the saga of my new van and I've rambled on for about 20 minutes. So I think I'm going to stop here and save talking about my camp hosting job for a future episode. Um, as I'm recording this, it's before Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend is our opening weekend up at the lake. So anything I would be reporting on would all just kind of be the stuff that we've been doing just to get ready for all the campers. So I think it will be a lot more exciting to hear about my job once we're open to the public and people are actually enjoying the campground. So I'm going to stop here for today. Thanks so much for listening to my saga. If you happen to have a Travado and you love it, I'd love to hear from you. I want to hear maybe some of the little tweaks and tips and tricks that you've done to make the van work for you. I'm still learning all, what all those things are going to be for me. So thanks for listening to another episode of the Solo Women RV Podcast. I'll be back again next week with another interview and some updates on my camp hosting job. So until next week, we'll see you out there on the road. Mm -hmm.